Hello everyone, welcome to the Darren Tabnam Weekly Podcast Show where we coach people from the inside out. We'll help you to create an unstoppable winning mindset and in turn empower others to do exactly the same. Hi there, it's Darren Tevlin, one mission to transform lives through fitness, two strategies to train the world's best personal trainers and to provide direct members of the public the knowledge and power to get in shape. So today's One Minute Insight is all about the three S's, strength, stamina and suppleness. Um, it's really important, unless we have a really active lifestyle already and probably an active job too, the reality is that to stay strong, to be strong, is going to take doing some kind of resistance training and resistance training is good for us. It's good for every boy, every girl, every man, every woman because when we actually keep our bones strong, we're gonna stay healthy. When we actually keep our muscles strong, again, we're going to boost our metabolism, we're going to be able to burn calories, and we're going to be able to feel strong in what we do in life. Now, strength training is also really good for posture, to be able to hold ourselves correctly. It's gonna help us also to prevent injury. So, strength, Training is really important. Any kind of resistance training, and do you know what? It only needs to be two or three times a week. And do you know what? It only needs to be 20, 30 minutes. And do you know what? With the personal trainer, even less. But we've got to do it. And we've got to do the right exercises. Now, there are only six key fundamental exercises we need to actually ever learn. And I'll share in a new video soon um, what those six exercises are. Now, when it comes to stamina or cardiovascular fitness this is important too we want to feel fit we want to look after our heart and our lungs we want to have endorphins especially when we find the right cardiovascular exercise for us the right way to to build it into our lifestyle so we can enjoy it so we can feel good in ourselves it's really important it will change everything and we know that cardiovascular training also burns loads of calories and if we get the right cv in there it can also also contribute to building our metabolism so the last one there is is uh, suppleness or flexibility and mobility. This is about making sure that we do relax, we do stretch, we do make sure we look after our posture, we do like, make sure we prevent injuries by making sure our body's joints work properly. A few days ago I spoke about the three S's of fitness, strength, stamina and suppleness. We needed to be strong to make sure that our muscles can do what they need to do so that we can live life and do the things we do in life with relative ease and of course to contribute to better posture but we also need to be strong in mind to be able to make sure that we get what we want in life. Um, I talked about stamina which is to be able to see things through but also to make sure that cardiovascularly we can go for longer faster and have more energy and I talked about suppleness which is about having freedom of movement about our joints to be able to be flexible in our approach uh, and to again contribute to better posture and to prevent injury and there's our three S's of fitness that every adult needs to be engaged in. Now I want to talk about strength a little bit more today because it can scare people uh, when I talk about strength um, there are only um, a few exercises that we ever need to really do and it comes to our legs all we need to do is a parallel or split lift all I mean there a parallel lift just means if you're in a gym a leg press um, it can be a deadlift it can be a squat um, it's where we actually do uh, an exercise with the feet together we need to do a split lift when I say a split lift I just mean doing a lunge or a step up or even any kind of single leg TRX squat for example so whether you're currently working out or whether you're going to start working out in form 28 um, with your personal trainer that's fundamentally what's going on of course then we've got to push uh, and really we need to push um, in terms of in front of us and we need to push um, above us i.e. a chest press or a 
dumbbell press, bench press, um, or shoulder press. Uh, and then we need to pull. And again, we need to have a pull where our elbows are in, uh, and we probably want to pull um, down from above us. Um, that fundamentally, it's actually pretty easy to be able to do uh, a regular resistance training program. You might need to get help to be able to motivate you to do so, to be able to make sure that technically you're doing the basics correctly, and that's why you might be getting a personal trainer. And if you are a personal trainer, that's part of your role. Of course, the biggest aspect to getting fit and healthy is to stay focused, to be motivated, and to see things through. And of course, you know, that's key. And your most important role probably as a personal trainer is not just teaching people what to do, it's to help people to be able to regularly do it. Resistance training in, in principle is straightforward. It's really important because it helps our muscles to be able to stay strong. It contributes to metabolism. It helps us to develop great posture. It doesn't have to be done for more than once or twice a week. You only need to do six exercises when you do it. The exercises that you do are relatively easy to do and it's really important from our 20s and 30s onwards because if we don't, we will inevitably lose muscle mass as we age and that means we need to be lighter and lighter. And therefore, if we're going to lose muscle mass, um, we're gonna have problems maintaining the right weight. Our secret to success is definitely strength training, is definitely to pick out the right exercises to do and tomorrow I'm going to talk to you more about that second S, stamina. Today's all about that stamina S, um, and it's looking at what's the role of cardiovascular training uh, in terms of uh, people today. And I think there's two key things I want to remind us of or to express. Um, there is certainly a need for people to be more physically active. I don't think anybody can deny that, that when we're more physically active, uh, we develop better health. And physical activity is one thing. Physical activity is about trying to accumulate 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, and over the course of a day, to try and get 30 minutes, maybe more, um, physical activity in um, by taking the stairs, by walking to work, by taking the bike, by getting out there and playing sports or a game of tennis or uh, having a walk in the evening, a walk at lunchtime. Uh, it's about being physically active and sitting down less, and that has a health, direct health benefit. That's one form I want to talk about. The second is about exercise. It's about bounce of exercise that's designed to improve cardiovascular fitness. That means we have to push ourselves beyond what we normally do. So walking won't do it if we've been walking in the past. We now need to be able to push ourselves. And we can push ourselves through interval training, i.e. we push beyond what we normally do, i.e. higher speed um, than we normally do. And we do that for a minute or two, and then we back off to our comfort zone, and then we go again, and we push ourselves, and then we back off. And it doesn't matter whether it's running and walking, or it's running fast and running slow, or whether it's running very fast and just running averagely fast. Um, the principle is the same. And of course, uh, we can couple that with some continuous exercise, which is where we now run or we cycle or we do some kind of continuous exercise. And each time we go, we try and go further or we go more times per week or we go faster when we go. Meaning if you go three times a week and you walk around the block and it takes you 27 minutes, let's see if we can still go three times a week, but let's see if we can do it in 25 minutes, 24 minutes. Or let's see if we can actually continue that. Let's go twice around the block, i.e. we go for 35 minutes or 40 minutes instead of just the 27 minutes. Or instead of going three times a week, let's try and get out there five times a week. When we change one of those variables, we improve our cardiovascular fitness and therefore we um, accomplish a second thing. Rather than just having a health benefit of physical activity, we develop a fitness benefit. That is, our body recovers faster than it did before we did this sort of training. We can actually go further without getting out of breath. We have more energy as a consequence, and therefore all things good come to us. 
and therefore whilst it's sometimes difficult to do this and of course you know doing this is simple all i'm saying is do more than we've done before gradually progress it there's a couple of ways to progress it the key however is mindset isn't it you've got to first have the desire to do it you've got to second um, have a strategy to make sure that you can do it well and third you need to have some tools in place to be able to make sure that you can continue to do it once you've started and see it through s the suppleness the final s of our three s's which is about making sure that we regularly stretch making sure we regularly work out those muscles that are tight we can do that through myofascial release we can do that through foam rolling as an example um, we can do different types of stretches maintenance stretches but of course departmental and pnf like stretches are all going to help us to release the areas that are tight common areas that are tight are calves common areas that are tight are hip flexors common areas that are tight are pec minor lats pec major these are the areas that we need to try and release so that we can develop better posture so we can feel relaxed feel good and prevent unnecessary injury so suppleness is important and it's also included in form 28 it's also key to what personal training should be providing you it's also key for what you should be providing clients obviously if you are indeed a personal trainer so suppleness mobility flexibility um, around a joint so that someone can have freedom of movement so that they can actually release those muscles that are otherwise tight and restricting um, effective movement where is it orientated around hip flexors probably going to need to release those calves need to do some work there lats pec minor pec major probably some release there stay away from anything that's going to work your upper traps uh, and make it worse consider some massage therapy too in there let's talk diets now there's several issues around dieting the first thing is whenever we have a shock tactic to what we take in i.e we reduce our calories massively we're going to get some kind of response and the response when the body is suddenly hit with a massive calorie reduction is it goes into preservation mode we have this inbuilt because it wasn't that long ago evolutionary uh, evolutionary terms that we would indeed have periods of deprivation where our bodies would have to survive lower its metabolism give up muscle mass rather than fat mass so that we can survive in the longer term provide as a water source we can actually go for a long time without much food coming in and that is something our bodies do today so particularly when we make this worse what we think about a low fat diet where we suddenly stop coming in particularly essential fatty acids not kind of nice fatty acids but those fatty acids that are termed essential they're essential for nerve cell production cell membrane production nails teeth hair you know some pretty essential functions for the body and these you might know as omega-3 6s 9s but particularly omega-3s and fish oil for example um, are really important because if they don't come in not only do we have some potential health problems but it means our bodies certainly are not going to readily use our stored fats so when we have a calorie restricted or particularly a low fat diet our body reacts and it reacts in a way to stop itself from losing body fat which is ironic isn't it because that's why we did what we did now it's worse than that because what happens nevertheless is over a four six week period when we're dieting we of course will still potentially lose weight it's just the loot the weight that we lost will be muscle mass and some water loss so when we lose muscle mass why would you lose muscle mass well the body will use any material in the body that it doesn't really need and we're pretty inactive then it will reduce muscle rather than reduce fat mass 
And with a lower metabolic rate, and muscle metabolism is, is key really in our total metabolic rate, it means that it's gonna be even harder to lose weight in the future, and it means that weight regain is gonna be very, very common, and we know this. So we go through a diet for four to six weeks, we lose some weight, but the weight we lose is mainly muscle, Therefore, we come off the diet inevitably at some point, and therefore, any weight that we've lost is piled back on. It's just, it's not like if we get back to the status quo, the same weight that we started with, that it just means it was a weight at the time. It was worse than that, because we've lost muscle in that six-week period. If we've gone back to the same weight we were, it means we've gained fat. Now, we've got a bigger problem, because that means that we're gonna go through the next four, six weeks with a lower metabolic rate, because loss of muscle mass lowers metabolic rate, which means if we carry on the same, we're going to increase um, our weight. And you can see now the cycle of dieting, weight loss, regain, weight loss, regain, is going to continue, unless we do something about it. So, some of the dangers of going on a calorie-restricted diet or particularly going on a low-fat diet is the body is sent into a preservation mode. It will give up its muscle mass, which will show up on the scales pretty quickly because muscle is relatively heavy. However, the gain that we'll get as soon as we come off the diet will take us quickly back up to where we were before, except it's not the same now. We've got less muscle mass on the body, we've got more fat muscle on the body. It's gonna make it harder and harder and harder to ever lose weight and keep it off. More tomorrow, we'll talk about hormones, insulin and glucagon, and we'll talk about what to do rather than what not to do, in this case, the diet. Uh, let's talk EIF's six principles, some key principles of exercise and fat loss. Let's just dive straight into it. One, um, no food group is the enemy. Really, no food group is the enemy. You've got to stop trying to blame carbs or fats or anything else for why people do struggle with, obviously, the weight. And uh, let's start with carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are indeed uh, a macronutrient that contains loads of energy. And if we've got plenty of energy on our body, we probably don't need to consume too many carbohydrates if weight loss is the goal, because what we really want to do is not use food that we eat to fuel the exercise we're going to do. We probably want to try and get our body to use its stored uh, fuel, i.e. fats on the body, to fuel the exercise we're going to do. That would be a win-win scenario. So we need to control carbohydrates coming in, and that's it. We need to control carbohydrates for two reasons. If we have too many carbohydrates, they can and do store as body fat. And two, controlling carbohydrates, moderating carbohydrates, means that we can um, better control insulin, and insulin controlled helps glucagon to be produced. Glucagon is another hormone, it's the opposite of insulin we've all heard of, and it helps the body to burn fat. Um, two, we need to eat fat to lose fat. If we don't eat fat, our body knows that, and it stops itself from using its stored fats. It goes into preservation mode. It's been over centuries and centuries and centuries, over thousands and thousands of years. Um, we know that the human species has survived. Thank goodness we're here today. But it sometimes needs to survive in a period of deprivation by using its muscle mass to fuel the gap, not to use its fat, because with a water supply, the human species can survive for quite some time using its own fuel. So. Uh, we need to eat fat, particularly the fats we need to eat are those unsaturated, um, monounsaturated in particular, omega-3s, omega-6, omega-9s you've certainly heard of. So those essential fatty acids are certainly where to go. Um, you know that they're in fish, we know that they're in fish oils, we know they're in avocado, nuts, some seeds. So that is where we need to be. If in doubt, consider a pharmaceutical quality fish oil. 
Um, three, we need to eat enough protein. So when we have enough protein, um, it means that, first of all, our body feels fuller for longer, too. Um, it helps growth and repair. Growth and repair is important because exercise is going to, in a controlled way, break down our bodies. And therefore, actually, far more calories are burnt after the exercise for the next couple of days where our body is recovering. And that's where we need to make sure we've got plenty of protein coming in so that we can have optimal recovery, which really means optimal calorie burning. So um, we need to have enough protein coming in. Most people's diets today don't have enough protein coming in. If in doubt, you might consider a whey protein supplement. That would be quite reasonable. Um, four, uh, we need to do um, resistance training and some higher intensity cardio work. And the reason that we need to do that is because it has its biggest impact on metabolism. And metabolic rate is key for sustained weight loss. And if anybody's ever been on a diet, we can be fairly confident our metabolism is lower. And therefore, we need to do something to boost it. And what boosts it more than anything else, it's doing just the right amount couple of days a week, that's all you need to do. 15, 20 minutes, that's all you need to do. But of the right stuff, and that's resistance training, and that can be at home with a Swiss ball and a set of dumbbells, it can be in a gym if you wish. Um, it doesn't have to be an awful lot, but it's gotta be the right stuff that you have in that program. Uh, and some cardio, and that's going hard and slow, hard and slow. Um, that can be walking and running, walking and jogging, or it can be running fast and running slow, depending on ability. Uh, that's gonna be key in principle four. That only is two left. We need to make sure we've got plenty of vitamins and minerals coming in and plenty of water because the hydrated state helps all of our chemical reactions to occur optimally and we know that the vitamins and minerals in vegetables in particular, also some fruits, but be careful with some fruits however because they are also very high sugar, even though natural sugar, nevertheless, sugar is carbohydrates, we want to just manage that for the time being. Um, which leaves us with number six, once we've converted our body, for most people, it's from a carbohydrate burning machine into a fat burning machine, you now need to burn some calories, and the reality is if you can walk, run, get to classes, and um, do boxing, get a trainer, um, whatever you need to do, if you can give as much exercise as possible over a um, four to eight week period, you're going to be amazed at just how quickly you can get tremendous results. And hey, if you wanna read more, you wanna read some blogs, um, maybe take one of my free coaching uh, classes. There's a free coaching lesson on www.darrentebbin.com. Um, you might just enjoy it. Have a great week.